everyone to another episode of the Campbell's Footballs podcast with me Dr Grant Campbell. Now the Irish Cup is one of the biggest sporting and football events on the Irish Football League calendar and in this episode of the show we're going to be talking to two clubs who have got money spinning ties against two of Irish football's elite teams. Uh, Very soon we'll be talking to a representative of Oxford Sunnyside who are playing Linfield uh, at Windsor Park in the Irish Cup. But in part one of the show, uh, I am joined by a gentleman who is very much involved uh, with uh, Windmill Stars, who are drawn to play Coleraine, uh, the Irish League Cup champions, as we're recording this. Um, and I'm delighted to be joined by their chairman, Jeff McCrink, who's going to be telling me all about the club and all about their story. A warm welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? I'm much very appreciated. Well. Uh, very well. Now, Jeff is actually your nickname, isn't it? But you're actually yeah. called Keith, is that right? Yeah. For official documents, it's Keith, yeah. But anything anything uh, related to anybody that knows me is Jeff, sort of. So, yeah. How have you found the last two years or so, we're obviously still very much in it, with COVID-19? Because as a, you know, a, a fairly um, lower leg side of the, of the fourth tier of Irish League football, it must be a very strange experience this last couple of years. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been very hard, Grant. So it has to tell you guys honest because uh, anything financially that has come out has been based solely on if you have premises and if you have your own premises and such, which we don't. We the whole club we hire everything. Like there's a local uh, grammar school where we hire their 3G pitch, their their GA Gaelic pitch, basically. We hire it, so the whole club trains on it. So obviously, the way schools were, schools were locked down, so we haven't been able to train a lot. Then we couldn't get the kids together, uh, which is a vital to our club. And then obviously the seniors. Then it was hard for it was hard for them as well. So it's it's been very very hard and very trying financially. We had <laughs> big conversations last summer. Where we were really struggling to tell you God's honest. So there's it, it has it has been very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Very, very hard. So it has. How do you keep your contacts, the community, the players themselves, the management team? How do you keep them motivated during what is and still is a very difficult time? Well, we're we're very lucky where we where we are at the moment, where we have a lot of uh ways that are or when the lads as such or newly lads that have been with the club for a long period of time as such so we've got a lot of boys that have either played for the club for going on 10 years or boys that have come in that would know people know the boys as such you know what I mean it's it's been it's all about there's not we don't sign too many boys from outside of Newry you know what I mean it's it's very 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 local is our our, our base so it's more a friendship thing and stuff like that. Where as we're not going out and picking boys here, there, and everywhere. If you if you sign one of the boys, they they already know each other. There's mm-hmm. nobody coming in sort of blindsided by oh I don't know what about this, what about that. At the moment, anyway, that's the way we are. So it's been that's been helpful because they were friends and stuff like that. So they're able to talk. They've had uh, group discussions on WhatsApp and a couple of Zooms and, and stuff like that. There that everybody obviously is good used to now in the, in the new world. So. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been difficult. Even even ourselves with the committee, even running the club, it's basically we have. I think we've had one sit down committee meeting in eighteen months. So wow. where we all got in the one room, you know. So it it's been it's been that hard, like uh, so it and, has. So and with respect to the elite clubs, you know the the amateur based clubs and the intermediate clubs. They, they haven't had this sort of financial backing, as you've mentioned there. And you have to almost kind of pull together as a community to try and come through this. I mean, okay, yes, you could say a lot of the elite clubs have had problems, but the further down the chain you go, the harder it is, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, da- definitely, definitely. We, we only survived through sponsorship, through uh, making our own money as such as in uh, Last Man Standings, which are... Uh, yeah, money making, and then obviously 
we have 200 kids at the club mm-hmm. who then obviously when we aren't training and we aren't playing matches there's no uh, fees coming in from them to try and help even pay for training facilities and stuff like that there so when and, and obviously the way the world went when we locked down we had no income whatsoever but we still had going out yes. so they were still looking you to pay for your insurance you still had to pay your affiliation fees you still had to pay as if the world it was going to continue as such but you still had no nothing coming our way you know so mm-hmm. financially it's been very 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 hard like so and, it has so and did you get a lot of support and guidance from the Northern Irish Football League or the <laughs> IFA? How did that sort of communication come across? For us as a club, very very little. Grand, very very. We haven't had we haven't had any anything at all. Like is that something not, that is that something that frustrated you? Is it something that they really should have helped a lot of the intermediate no, and amateur clubs a little bit more? I think I think they were they were willing to help amateur and intermediate clubs that had. Their own facilities, as such, if you know what I mean. I'm, I'm sure I, I don't know other team circumstances, so I'm sure, team from what I hear, there was financial assistance for teams that had their own, like had to pay rates and stuff like that. There, and I'm sure they got help, which I, I hope. But going on on our own basis, we we, we found it very very hard to do. Mm-hmm. So we, we really did. Yeah, I mean, it's great that you guys have got some competitive action, nevertheless, this season. I'm, I'm sure that's a welcome relief to not just you, the committee, the team, but any associated fans and supporters of Windmill Stars. Yeah, well, it, it was just good to get, get get going again as such. It was really, really good to just get what we looked like <laughs> going the other side of COVID and, and starting out and getting uh, the senior team back up and playing. Um, we the Cairns, the, the manager only came in three weeks before the season started. At, at, at a certain point, we didn't have a manager because boys were committed, not committed, stuff like that. So it's 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 been it's from a club perspective, it's been it's been very we had a very very difficult summer. But mm-hmm. September, it looked like we were going on the bright side. A couple of results went our way, and now obviously. Drawing Korean was a was a major a major major day for us, like so it was. So it was, well, very, it was very it was happy. We'll come on to talk about that Korean game in a moment, but I just want to get a little bit of a feel as to what Windmill Stars is all about. I, I was got my notes written down here. I had to go into Wikipedia and a few other sources to find out some information on Windmill Stars. Yeah. Based in Armagh, <laughs> um, currently no, fourth- no, 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 no. That's a preconceived thing. You see, we're based in Newry. I are based in right? Newry. I'll tell you the, the background to the fact that every time. Even in the AFA draw, it came out Armagh-based Wimbledon Stars. Ah. What happened was, we are a Newry club. We're, we are we were are a Newry club. We're from Newry. That's us. But what happened was, for us to get to intermediate level, we had no pitch. Okay. We had no facilities as of just after uh, Talents. Mm-hmm. So we what we did was we hired Armagh. We went into a pitch share, a ground share agreement with Armagh City. Mm-hmm. So when Armagh City were at home, we were away whenever we were home, or you know, at such show. Yes. We we shared. We got it. We got it. We had a very very forward thinking group of men that helped us get out. We used to play in the local Caribbean league, and we uh, uh, junior football as such. So what happened was a couple of boys got together and said, "Right, we need to make a step," and that was our step. We made to try and get out of junior football and into in the intermediate football as such. So we did that. At that time, I was actually the manager, which is <laughs> so uh, we got out of it junior football into intermediate football. We were in the middle of intermediate B, mm-hmm. and we, we, we used Armagh City's ground for three or four years now. So mm-hmm. we did it at the start, and then eventually we got a bit of help from the local council to try and upscale facilities that we would have used before we went intermediate football. Mm-hmm. So we actually play in a pitch called Daralagi. It's about three or four miles just outside of Newry, so it is. And we got the facilities there that got us into intermediate football as such. Now it's, it's, <laughs> the, if you, you talk to anybody could, in intermediate you, you A, could, they, they you could see where the, I, you, you could see where I made that mistake by saying, yeah, you know, well, the Irish FA made the mistake themselves uh-huh. <laughs> as well. So oh, well. They don't, even, they don't even know where we're from. Yeah, they don't even know where we're from. So well, basically, be, our pitch is just outside of Newry, so yeah. It's it's it, if you talk to anybody in intermediate A football in, in Mid Ulster, uh, ours is probably the least hospitable place, least hospitable place you want to visit. 
know what I mean? It's it's literally two changing rooms, a field, and two goalposts. But we we've got we've got there. You know what I mean? And and it's we're only looking to get bigger and stronger and better. So we are mm-hmm. at the top of the club. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's great to see. I mean, I was having a look at your run in the Irish Cup so far this season. Uh, you beat Dungiven Celtic in the first round, 1-0. You beat Banger Amateurs 4-2 away from women round two. This is the qualifying round. Then you beat Armagh City 1-0 away. A bit of a derby game now. That. that would have been quite interesting to share there. Yeah. And then well, I the actually, last... I was actually, yeah. And then in the last round, um, a win against Tobermore United, who of course are in the Intermediate League themselves, the Premier Intermediate League, of course. Yeah, uh, the boys have done amazing to get this far. Amazing. And, and, am I, am uh, I right in saying this is the furthest you guys have gone in the Irish Cup? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, definitely. That's this extraordinary. Is, this is this is the first. Well, we've only been in it. This is only our. I, I probably need to look at my. Hands. I think it's only only six years, seven years as an intermediate club. Right. So we we we, we it's building blocks. Mm-hmm. Grant, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's building. It's, it, this was always a goal to get. To the fifth round and try and draw one of the big boys, but so we've, we've got there, and, and it's just reward for the people that have preceded me. Mm-hmm. Now, at least I, I'm getting the one to do the interviews at the moment and talk to people, and uh, people are stopping me in the street saying oh, that's some draw where the Korean and stuff like that for you. But there's there's a lot of people went before me that have that have put an awful lot of effort in for our club to be where we are. Yeah, and yeah. I don't I I don't look on that as I'm uh, sorry. I, I, where do you put it? Uh, have to thank them people like yeah. the, the the committee and the chairman at the time that got us into intermediate football was you know what I mean it, it, it's reward for everybody connected to mm. ever ever being connected to the club to try and get us through the ranks basically they put in the foundations and you're just watering the flowers and watching them grow well, a lot of people would tell you that but I'm, I'm, <laughs> it takes a lot of watering absolutely so absolutely but just talk to me about those four games in the Irish Cup that you guys won. I mean, s- some great teams you beat there, particularly Armagh uh, and Tobermore in the third qualifying and fourth qualifying rounds, respectively. To get to the to the fifth round is, is a fantastic accomplishment. Yeah, it, it is. It is. The, 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 the Armagh City game was, was massive. That's one that you would go to and you say to yourself, well, they were actually they, they were doing very, very well in their own league at the time. So that, that that was probably that, that was the, the standout win for, for for me in the four matches. You know what I mean? Uh, to go where we actually used to ground share, basically mm. going back to going back the way you, you used to ground share was was amazing. And then I, 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 I'm from what I'm told now. This is it's too bad for a chairman to be. I was actually away that weekend in Liverpool, so <laughs> I missed the Armagh City game. So from what I'm told, the goal that beat Armagh City was probably the best goal a lot of people. In our club have ever seen scored. Why? Jamar, Jamar Hall scored a free kick that day. That was very, very special. So mm-hmm. it's, it, 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 it takes moments like that as well. Mm-hmm. It takes special moments to create special things. So, and and we have boys in our squad that are capable of stuff like that. So, yeah, very, I, very, very good. I mean, a lot of people won't realise this, but the qualifying rounds of the Irish Cup really are dog eat dog, aren't they? Because you want to get through to the fifth round to draw one of these big teams or get a big payday, as they say. And it's the same in Scottish football, it's the same in the FA Cup in England. This is this is what dreams are made of, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. We were, you're sitting there, I was down in my kitchen here where I am at the moment and watching the draw on TV and you're sort of ticking off. There's Linfield gone when I seen Oxford Sunnyside, which is a great draw for them as well. Uh, and then there's, say, even for us locally, Newry and Warren Point drew each other. And you're saying to yourself, well, Warren Point and Newry would have been a great result for either of us being a, a lower ranked team and the two teams that are only ones a couple of miles down the road and the other one's even five miles down the road. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're saying there's the two local derbies gone. <laughs> so you're sort of taking teams off as you go along. And then obviously we'll come out and a cold rain. But sure, it's, it'll be it'll be a good experience. So well, and, and and talk to me about the sort of nervousness, excitement of the game before, because the fourth qualifying round is the is the big game, isn't it? It's the one to get you into the fifth round, and yeah. to beat Tobermore uh, at home, obviously a, a Premier Intermediate club in their own right. You know that's a good win at home, two one. It was. It was very very good, Grant. And I'll tell you, if anybody had been part of our club that day. <laughs> you know, they would have seen why we 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 have a group of lads that run the club, and there's only about eight of us to tell you about. So 
there were seven of us out with leaf blowers walking the pitch with leaf blowers the morning of the match. And when Tobin Moore arrived, they were literally, we were blowing leaves off the pitch. With, 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 you know what I mean? So if you can only picture it, it's, it's, it's a, it was a very, very good day. And then I think the boys seen that the effort that we were making, the, the, there's your balance, there's, there's the chairman, there's the secretary, there's the treasurer, standing with leaf blowers blowing, blowing leaves off a pitch here for us. Then the boys went and, and, and I, I, try and I don't know that, but you would sort of think that Jesus, they, look, they looked at it as if, well, if that means so much to these boys, well, maybe we'll have to give it an extra bit of effort. Now, we scored from two corners that day. We defended very well. We, we put in an, an awful effort that day, the boys did. They put in a, a, an amazing shift to mm-hmm. be able to beat Tobin Moore. And Tobin Moore's a, a, a very, very, very good team in their own right, so they are. They yeah. get good results every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic result for, for there. And then, obviously, we, we've talked there a couple of times there about drawing Cole Rain in the Irish Cup or in Kearney's side. How excited are you to be playing them? Yeah, it, it, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, the last, it's been a long time since I was in Cole Rain's ground. I went in a couple of years ago when I was a child and I'd seen it packed. And I would love to see it be, able to be, be packed that day as well, to see a crowd and to see our wee team walk out in their orange tops and, and play a cold rain will be, be very, very, very good for us. Very, 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 very... I'm sure it's going to be very emotional for us as well, for a lot of boys that, as I say, have put the effort in. The players, be good for them. We've got a couple of boys with ex-Irish League experience that's still in the squad. That's about... like We've got... The youngest lad that played for our team in the Irish Cup so far was 15, and the oldest boy was 40. Wow. You know what I mean? So we've got... We, we've got everything at our club that, 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 that it takes to be in an intermediate club. So we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying. But it'll be, it'll be just reward for the couple of boys that are a wee bit older for the, them staying on and putting the effort in, training two nights a week when the wife's sitting at home with a couple of children. It, 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 what would you say? It's like a bit of a nation on a cake. And then it's good for the younger lads to see, well, the hard work gets me there. This is what... And, and where we are, Grant, we're, we're losing... We produce kids that are very, very good. We do. We in Newry, we, we're probably the biggest youth development team in Newry that's producing kids after kids after kids. Our youth structures are getting stronger every year, which you have to be. Mm-hmm. So for us, then to be able to show a 16-year-old child, well, we were able to get you to the Irish round in the in the fifth round, and maybe show children that they can stay with us, and maybe we can nurture their talent a wee bit more. Yes, we we might never make the Irish league, but. We may be able to help you get to the Irish League by staying and playing in our, our senior squad. Where yes. at the moment we're sort of 16, 17, we're losing our best kids to Irish League clubs. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a justification for what we're trying to do as well as a club. Because we're trying to we're trying to create a club where we created the eleven players that's on our pitch. Yeah. And that's the ultimate goal. You know, you don't want to be going out and signing this and signing that. Ways that play for your team that mean more to you. Mm-hmm. It means something to you. I coach the under 12s. That's my team. So son plays in, and it, it would mean a great deal to me to see one or two of them mm-hmm. go and play on our senior team more than yeah. you know what I mean. So there's a, there's a goal behind it. I mean, it's fantastic to just hear just that segment there alone because you see it in so many sports, don't you? Wild card entrance and tennis getting through a couple of rounds because it means so much to them. It means so much to them financially and, and things like that. It's enough for their travel expenses. It's enough for, you know, better upgraded equipment and things like that. And, and for a club like Windmill Stars to draw Cole Rain, this is a big opportunity for the club to, to, to obviously get the experience of playing a premiership club but also get the opportunity to, to get a little bit of financial backing off the back of that. You would hope, you know, with the, with the sort of Gates income, you would hope, fingers crossed. And I think yeah. that has got to be a, a, a big positive for that club. Long term oh, development. Is, it is. You, you can't look at that. You can't look down not upon the, the financial side of it. If it happens, we may mm-hmm. end up having to play with behind closed doors, Grant. You know, and that's the, the manager texted me this morning and actually said that to me. Uh-huh. He says, like, what happens if we behind closed doors? And, I said that we just have to enjoy the day anyway. If, if the financial stuff happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We we're, we're we're not we're not a business. We're not in here to make money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're we're here to we we're here. We our club is here to create a pathway for children from six to six, sixteen to play senior football, and that's our goal. And that's my goal as the chairman to make sure that the structure that's there in place. Now, 
if the finances happen, they happen. If we end up getting a windfall, it'll be invested in the right ways. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't happen, we'll still find a way to do it, you know. Yeah. And that's the best way I can. I'm, I'm not getting all my hopes based up on somebody handing me a big check at the end of January, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, fi- it's, well fi- fingers crossed that the game doesn't get played behind closed doors because I think that would be a real shame for for yourselves and, and for Coleraine as well because it would be a, a, a great advert to see fans at the Irish Cup and experiencing the game. I think it would be, be really, really sh- a real shame if that didn't happen but you know when the circumstances were in it's, it's just the nature of the base isn't it exactly exactly I'm, I'm sure the world's ever changing every day yeah so you have to adapt and you have to move forward like we used to do training plans out for pitches for teams to be in different segments now we have to worry what, what gate they're going to out of and <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. One, one, one question I wanted to ask you is have your players got experience of playing on 4G surfaces because obviously Coleraine have just put their new 4G surface in the season um, are you excited to play on that and two do you think it might help the players or do you think it'll be a different challenge that you'll experience there uh no, I, 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 we're, we're okay with the 4G services are, are concerned, Grant. It's far handier because uh, we train on 4G. The okay. Gaelic pitch we are is 4G. Now, nice. probably it's not up to the same standard as what Colwina put in. It's probably been there a couple of years now. So it has, but that's that's where it, it, we're at. Uh, the, uh, we used to play the, the, the 4G service in Armagh City, so it is. So with the, there, and there's a couple of pitches, obviously, in the league that are 4G. I don't. I don't think the four G will will come into account as much. I think it's going to be a more advantage to Coleraine. Grant, I tell you, will uh, shoot them. Their obviously their passing ability and their ability to move off the ball and stuff like that will be will be easier for them than we 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 would say the underdogs want a big muggy pitch, don't they? Where the ball's going to stick in the middle of it, and there's a better chance of uh, things where the four G pitch it sort of. It'll, it'll, it'll help the, the, the better passers of the ball as such, which, which Coleraine should be. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're, we're, we're not strangers to it either, but we train on 4G pitches, so we do. There's 4G pitches in, in the league, so we're, we're well used to it. Yeah, it should be very interesting to see how you get on. I mean, Coleraine having a good season in the, the Irish Premiership. Have you been following a lot of their results since you drew them in the Cup? Uh, no. <laughs> there you <we> are. <laughs> Uh, I'm more interested in how our under 10 done on a Saturday morning, Grant. That's, that's <laughs> a fair enough. No, I, 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 actually, I actually have to tell you, know, I have. I actually had to go and like them on Facebook. There you are. I did that. I went as far as that. There you are. I went as far as that. I had to go and do that. So I did. And I've got a, there's a friend of mine in, in work that follows Irish League football. So he's been able to tell me a bit about mm-hmm. it. I wouldn't, that, that high end up of Irish League football, I, I, I wouldn't even, I have, a, I have an inkling about, different teams and who's doing well and who's not, but I wouldn't know the inner workings of it, you know? Well, I've been doing a little bit of work and looking at how you guys have been doing, and, and you're going quite well in the the Premier, uh, the Mid-Ulster Football League Intermediate A, currently sitting fifth in the league as we recorded us, seven wins, one draw and three losses. Obviously, I haven't played for, for a wee while because of Storm Arwen and, and a range of other things, but your last game that you played was the 4th of December, and you won 3-1 against St Mary's. Yeah, that, that day was it. St Mary's are, are, are a difficult side and, and we had a, a brave lot of injuries and stuff like that that day and boys missing. So that, to get that the, the victory against St Mary's was, was decent. It was scrappy. It was out, it's, it's it's winter football and grass pitches, Grant. You know, it's not it's not it's not uh, it's a it's not like watching yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So it, it's tough. The intermediate uh, football in Middle Ulster is not given enough credit. It's very, very. It's a very, very tough league to get out of. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to go and play when the intermediate, obviously the Premier Intermediate League, it's a very, very tough league to get out of. Yeah, so it is. Yeah. And there's a and there's a lot of Irish league players who have been in the the echelons of the top Premiership that have dropped down into the intermediate leagues to play games. I mean, I think Bally McCash Rangers, who are, if I'm right in saying, the current league leaders, have had quite a few players who are playing for that team. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they they they've they've got. Uh, They've been very lucky with their setup and what the what they've got going on down there. It looks like they've got high ambitions to to do what they want to do. But it 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 it, it what would you say? They've probably blitzed the league. They're probably they're they're very very strong. They don't they're not going to come and pass the ball off you. But as I said, it's, mm-hmm. it's a battle, and they've seen boys that can battle mm-hmm. win matches for them. But there's all, there's also crews in the league as well. It's just up from them as well, and from Ballymacash, which are very ambitious clubs. There's a lot of mm-hmm. 
very ambitious clubs in the league itself that are trying to put the structures yeah. in place. Yeah. Where could windmill stars go in that league? I mean, as I mentioned there, you're currently fifth in the league. Is there dreams to, to go higher? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, there has to be. There has to be. There's no point in... You, you, there's no point in being like, resting on your laurels as such. There's there's plans in place that we're trying to make sure we can we we can uh, either gain the funding or see what we can do with uh, the local council and as such to try and create mm-hmm. a, a base for us to move into Premier Intermediate Football if we are ever good enough to go and win the league as such. So mm-hmm. there is there's, there's there's we're always trying to move forward. You, you don't you don't rest on your laurels and you don't and you don't uh, pat yourself on the back too mm-hmm. much at our club. Yeah, if you win a cup, somebody will tell you, "Well, you have never won that one." You know, it's 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 we 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 we're very much trying to move forward and and create a better create a better a better windmill. Well, if people are wanting to look into a little bit more about windmill stars and some of the players who are playing in the the senior team, give us a little bit of an idea as to some of the talents to keep an eye on. Uh the talents. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot. We I mean, go for the, the goalkeeper Peter Murphy played for Newry Town for a wee while and played for Bestbrook and stuff like that. He's he, he's he's the one. He not appreciate me saying it, but he's one of the older boys of that age demographic. I give you, <laughs> so he is. So, but he he, he puts in the effort. He's he, he's a good lad. He he travels from Dublin to play for us. He lives. He started living there in Dublin, so he did, and he actually drives up the road himself just to play matches and keeps himself fit. So. Peter's a good lad, and then he went to the, uh, at the back. There's boys played for our club for a long, long time. There's a nucleus of boys who are friends from up beside the area where, where we where we come from. So there's Gareth White, Rui uh, Cunningham, Joe McLaughlin, uh, Conor McKeown, boys that have been with our club for a long, long time, and and, and their service they've given us over the time will probably be hard to be beat over the years from going from junior football into media football and being able to be good enough to do it as well mm. and then we probably go into then there's a couple of boys that have played Ashley football uh, John Joe McGuire uh, Raymond, Fitz, Raymond Fitzpatrick who who played for Lurgan Celtic and teams like that so in, in the Irish League and, and done well I, think, I actually think he went to Linfield and got a result in an Irish Cup if I'm not too sure but yeah there's boys there with experience and then there's a wee man plays in midfield Rui Davlin who's the epitome of our club. If, uh, if uh, I don't, if I would take any of my our kids out to watch him, his attitude that he plays from centre midfield for us and the busyness of him is 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 is, is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's nobody at our club would, would would say any different. If you stand and watch this wee man running a pitch for us, it's it's absolutely brilliant. So it is. But yeah. we've, we've a good nucleus of stuff. And then there's a couple of younger wee lads. There's, there's two young lads at 15 years of age that are in around the first mm-hmm. team panel that have been getting games here or there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- th- it is it is it's, 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 I mean that's what that's one thing that I was really intrigued to hear you say right to the very beginning of the discussion that you have an age range there of your squad from 15 to I think you said your oldest player on your books is 40 that's quite a good blend of youth and experience there yeah it is yeah it is but th- that's where, where, where we are, as a club are at now if, I, if, you, if, you, if you tell anybody they want 18, 22 year olds that go to training two nights a week and Go turn up and don't go out on a Friday night and stuff like that at our level. That's what you really want, but that's never going to happen. Uh, the kids move on. People yeah. aren't good enough, and and you have to you have to accept that. And yeah, we, we they're finding the finding the right blend at, at that at that league. Mistakes are punished, so it's very hard for for kids to get playing as such because it is that higher standard of a league, as you say. Barry McCash have dropped down. They've probably got six or seven boys that have played. 100 match, matches in the Irish League you know what I mean if you make a mistake against them boys you're getting punished yeah. so it's very hard for the integrate kids into it as, but you still have to and, mm-hmm. and us as a club we're, we're going to try and make a, a, a firm objective to try and make sure we do that and we said uh, at the top of the show you are the chairman of Windmill Stars but you've also done a bit of coaching as well and I think you said that you're currently coaching the under 12s is that correct if I, I, yeah, I coach under 12s my son, I mean, my you, son under 12s I mean, you said you managed the club for a period of time. You live and breathe this club. It's it's, it's fantastic <laughs> to hear. Yeah, well, my, my, my granda uh, drank in the bar that we would have changed out of when we were a junior club. We used to change in the in the roof of the bar. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And my granda lived eight, eight doors down the road from it. You know, it's I, I've grew up in the area. Well, I hung about in the area and grew up in that area and have friends in the area of where, where we where we are in Uri. 
and it, it does it means a lot to me so it does but it means a lot to everybody that's connected mm-hmm. to us and and even the even the the, the, the Kieran's come in as the manager and it's starting to mean a lot to him he's starting to show that you know I'm probably not as hands-on with the seniors as I went to the problems come to me with that <laughs> concern <laughs> I let the boys sort of beat away and then they come to me with any issues so it sort of each team sort of self runs itself until then the bigger issues are sort of managed by us up above. Yeah, so, yeah so how, it is. So how long have you actually been involved with Wimble? I think someone was about eighteen. Why? Yeah, I think so. I think I played my first mm-hmm. match when I was eighteen. Nice. So, yeah. So that that that's 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 a good inning so far. And uh, yeah, well, well, like there's a lot of boys have done the same. Like the 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 vice chairman John O'Hanlon's been there from he's probably the same age. Kieran O'Han or Kieran McParland, most of the boys that are on our committee have actually played for the club, mm-hmm. and then moved into coaching. And then obviously, the more the more the more you get them into the club, the more you can take off them as and give them more mm-hmm. roles. So that's, that's that, basically that's, the way it happens. That's interesting that you said that all the guys you mentioned there have all played for the club. That must mean that the sort of philosophy and the ideas of the club, you know, are ingrained there. That that's got to be a huge positive. Yeah. And all their children are playing for the club as well. So uh, it, it, some people may call it a positive or a click, <laughs> such. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it, it's what we're trying to do. You know, with it, we, I, I, I want my son to play for women. That's the way I look at it. And, and a couple of boys are the same, you know. But we yeah. want to make sure they're at, at at a level where it's it's good for them. And yeah. and that's what we're trying to do. You know, it, it, the seniors are like what would you say, the pinnacle of the club, but mm-hmm. the under 10s and under 11s and under 12s are, are just as much thought of Yeah. when it comes to a committee meeting and comes to sorting out stuff for them and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's just not it's just not a senior team with a load of junior teams. It's, yeah. it's a club as such, mm-hmm. and that's the way I want to run it. Yeah, and obviously a club of windmill stature full of volunteers who probably put a lot of effort and hours into making the club as successful as it does. I think you mentioned earlier on, you do a lot of last man standing uh, things for the club, a lot of social activities. I mean, that must be very important to keeping the club going. It is, yeah, it is. No, there's a lot of boys that that the, the, the coaches themselves get like football coaches at our level get nothing out of it but grief from either parents or me giving off about make sure they've got their subs paid or you know what I mean? Or would well, you lost the football after going buy a new football stuff like that, you know. So every every single coach or every uh, every person that takes up a role within the clubs very much thought of. Uh-huh. And very much appreciated because it is you're giving up your own time. You can very easily mm-hmm. drive up, drop the child off, pick him up an hour later, and that's you done. But the boys that get out of their cars, and especially at the moment with the wintery nights, as you say, the storm was there last week. There's boys still trying to want to go to training and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it is. It's it's it takes all of us, and it takes mm-hmm. everybody from the from the thing to get get where it is. And and then this is a reward for the whole lot. Mm-hmm. And in terms of supporters, number of fans, give us a rough estimate. How many come to a standard game in that league? In that league, yeah, it would depend. Obviously, there's there's a couple of teams that have got a bigger following than us. We don't. You'd be lucky if we've ten or eleven, twelve boys who go. Grand, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The the the, the, the committee mm-hmm. and one or two parents of the younger lads and such. A couple of coaches. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a bigger match like this, we were able to fill a couple of buses. No bar if we want. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure we're ready to travel buses first. Yeah. No, the reason I asked is I just think it well, obviously drawn a cool rain, as you just mentioned there, it, it gives your a club an opportunity to put themselves on the map. And I just think that's exciting to see. I mean, we've seen it a lot of times in Scottish football with got junior clubs drawing the likes of teams in the championship league one in Scotland and even get the results. I mean, I, I'm thinking of Banks of D as a, a good Scottish example and Ockham like Talbot, who of course have, Playing heart of Midlothian for the third time, I think, in about seven or eight years. It's quite extraordinary. Yeah, no, if we if we end up picking up a couple of boys, maybe they want to follow us. Brilliant, brilliant. But we we're 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 just happy to be there. So we are. If you were to cause a shock result against Coleraine, and I <laughs> I say I say that very positively for you, and very maybe raising expectations too highly. You just never know. Because cup yeah. football is a night is is a one off event, isn't it? You know anything can happen. But if you were it to is. cause a shock at Corian, what what would your emotions be, and, and how would you celebrate? Uh, probably not as well. I, I, I probably couldn't tell you how we'd celebrate, Grant, because the way the waves would all be listening. There'd be a couple <laughs> of boys now coming home for a lot of days. 
so there wouldn't be the, the, the boss mightn't make it past Belfast put it like that you know what I mean it, 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 it mightn't even get out of Coleraine <laughs> but yeah it, it, we would listen to, to even think of that I haven't even thought I'd say it with Grant it, it's the cup football you have to go with a game plan you have to you don't you're not going up there to be what 15 16 nil like you know what I mean you yeah. do not want that you know what I mean you have to go up and you have to set our stall up and if the inevitable happens the inevitable happens mm-hmm. if we go one up and you see me running on the pitch in the 70th minute to get the game abandoned uh, <laughs> you know what I mean rules are rules at the end of the day but yeah We'll see what I, happens. I mean, anything could happen in football, but you know, you yeah, I think you're a very realistic guy, and I just think that it, it's a great opportunity, as you mentioned there, to, to draw a team like Coleraine. But I guess you guys are gonna go there, give it a go, enjoy the experience, have the opportunity to play a premiership club, and who knows, use it as kind of fruit for developments for two, three, four years down the line. And if you get to this opportunity again, may have a chance of maybe going another round. Yeah, why not? And why not? And then why, why, why can't we go to the next round of this year either? Like, you know what I mean? You just ha- you have to aim for the stars and see what happens. But uh-huh. the, 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 you, have, you have to be realistic too, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. no sense of being stupid, stupid. Yeah, no sense of being stupid about it. And that's just the way yeah. I would take it. But uh-huh. yeah, listen, stranger things have happened in football, Grant. And that mm-hmm. is just where you have to look at it. And if a ball I mean, hits off somebody's back... I mean, I mean the, the, the kind of hope I give you, of course, is Queen's University being Linfield uh, a few years ago, which uh, just shows you that yeah. anything can happen well, there. I think, I, Grant, I, I don't know Irish, the Irish Cup's history as much as maybe some people would, but I think if we went there and won, it would probably be the greatest upset ever. I would agree. You know what I mean? And that, that's where you have to put it. You have to mean, like the, 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 the Irish FA don't even know a player of football. You know what I mean? So if we were able to go there and uh, and and cause that sort of an upset, it would be, yeah. I yeah, mean, you would see match. You would see. I'll be. I'll be like your woman from Norwich running around the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the Irish Cup aside, what is the aspirations for Windmill Stars this season? Because you're currently fifth in the league, um, as I mentioned there. What what is the the goals for the season? I take it is probably to get to the end of the season with all this COVID still kind of going around at the moment. But future plans yeah, for the uh, club. What what is the targets? The targets for, for the for the for the club or as in the senior squad? Uh, well, a bit, a bit of both. A bit of both. Well, for the for the for the for the senior squad, the goal would be to be as high up the league as you can, and that I mean that. Like, there's nobody under any illusions about our league. The the the, the uh, investment that Bally McCash are making, they're looking to get out of the league. You know what I mean? So, and, and we can't compete with that. We 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 just couldn't. So you have to go. You just have to try and be as good as you can every week. You get the same boys on the pitch, and if we are able to integrate a couple of young lads into the first team panel, first team squad over the next six months, brilliant. And mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, that would be like. And a good cup run. There's plenty of cups to be still be played for. There's, you know what I mean? Uh, not just the Irish Cup. There's plenty of cups in our own league. The, the, we, 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 we were due to play Bally McCash in a cup final, in the Premier Cup final, two years ago, nice. when, when my brother when my brother was the manager. <laughs> so you can see how, yeah. Uh, and obviously that could cancel due to COVID. So a cup final would be, in our own league, would be a, would be brilliant for, for, for the club. Which mm-hmm. was brilliant at the time we got it, but then obviously COVID came and we never got to play it. Yeah. But yeah, I come for the senior pop, but for the for the club as a whole, just to get bigger and 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 create a better and you can always get better infrastructure. You can always get better educate our coaches, our young lads to to you know what I mean. It, it's yeah, it's it's not it's not that it's very hard to say. It's just it's all about progression as such, and if we can make. If one of our coach, you know what I mean, get more coaches qualified, get more coach, get more, be able to create. Like we're we're turning down children left, right, and centre, and not basically on based on ability, based solely on the fact that we can't don't have enough room, enough space, and enough. Uh, yeah, so being able to do that to be able to create a, a more and, and and the community and Yuri to get behind us to show that we we we're about your kids. Yeah, and what we're trying to do for your kids is is create a pathway to make your kids better. It's not about us. You know what I mean? We run a club. We take a bit of the credit the all time, and that's where we are. But 
we want to create better footballers for, out of your children. You know what I mean? And I, I take great credit and or, or great satisfaction, sorry, not credit, satisfaction in a lad that will join us at six and play to be 16. He may never kick a football after he's 16, but it's kept him active. It's created, it's good. You know what I mean? It's good socially to have absolutely in sport. So as well as that, yeah. But to create a, create a bit of a, a family feel to our club is, is good. But with results, because mm-hmm. nobody wants to get beaten on Saturday at the end of no. the day. Like you go out to play football, the junior boys, yeah, but when you get when you start getting competitive, you, you need to you, you want to be at a, a level where you are competing and doing very well. So it's bal- balancing the whole lot, mm-hmm. basically. Well, Jeff, it's been really great to hear about Windmill Stars and the the opportunity, as I said, to draw Coleraine in the in the Irish Cup. And I really wish you and the club all the very best for that particular match, but also just the continued development of the club as a whole. And I hope people listening to this part of the show really have got a little bit more of a flavour as to what you guys are all about. So I wish you very much all the very best of luck, everybody associated with the club well, and all the very best. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Thank you, Grant. Thank you very much. Well, that was a very interesting part one discussion on Windmill Stars and best of luck to them for their match with Coleraine. In part two of this uh, Irish Cup special, I'm joined by two gentlemen who are really excited to be guiding their team to a matchup against the defending champions and league winners Linfield. They are Oxford Sunnyside Football Club. I'm joined by Richie and Brian McGee. Gentlemen, a warm welcome to the both of you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's great to have you both on. When you guys saw that you were going to be playing Linfield in the fifth round of the Irish Cup, genuinely speaking, how were you both feeling? I, I actually, I watched the draw live and uh, couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Obviously, from Lurgan, you know, Glenavon were drawn out just before us. So, uh, you know, Glenavon came out and we were sitting, talking to the screen. Come on, Oxford, Oxford, Oxford. No, Crusaders. Glenavon the Crusaders. So then Linfield came out next and it was it couldn't be, it couldn't be. And there it was. Sonny said, you know, got the checks and got on the phone and started ringing the chairman and ringing around. and couldn't, couldn't believe that. We, you know, the, talk about the plum draw. It's, it's, it's the plum draw, not just this year, but any year for an for, uh, intermediate team like ourselves. You know, we obviously couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. And Richie, so, what, was your, what was your feelings? Yeah, absolutely the same. The, the messages started to flood in. And, and I was thinking, I, I mean, I'm doing the club PR at the minute. And it was like, oh, my goodness, where do we go with this? This is going to be fantastic. I, I need to recruit a team. To get on board, to get on board and help. But me and Brian are heavily involved in the, in the youth setup as well. As, as you know, the club is, is born throughout the community, and it was just for me. I just thought this is going to be massive. This is going to be such a lift, a day out. Ultimately, it felt like we'd uh, we'd got the cup final. You know, <laughs> it, yeah. it is that showcase day out, and you know that's us as fans. I know Paddy, the first team manager. Uh, had a stern look at it, and he and he's it's all about the football there, and we will go and give the best account of ourselves. But people who are invested in the club, and you know, that showcase that day out. I mean, it's phenomenal for. I, I mean, it's phenomenal for a club of your stature to beat the fifth round in their own right. I mean, I was just having a look at the the matches that you you've played to get this far. You beat Chimney Corner in a penalty shootout in the second qualifying round. I mean, just to get through that game is a, is a great result yeah. as well. When we won, when we won that game, that, that's the furthest we'd ever got in the Irish Cup, and uh, you know um, we actually got a bye in the first round, you know, so that, that was as a victory as well, you know. So winning that one game against Chimney Corner put us further in the Irish Cup than we'd ever been, you know, yeah. in the third qualifying round, you know, and then what was it, Rosario after that, and then Rosario, then uh, Tommy Tommy Rovers. So, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, our our, our, um, our our manager actually before the draw said that he wanted a winnable game in the first round of the cup. Absolutely. Well, you won that game with a penalty sheet at 8-7 against Chimney Corner. Uh, beat Rosario U3-0 in the third qualifying, and then Tandragi Rovers 2-1 in the fourth qualifying round to draw Linfield. You guys ultimately must be so proud of your club to get so far in the competition, even to just get to this stage. 
yeah, yeah. We we have both been at the club for fifteen odd years now, you know, and uh, you know, um, we we fell into the bed of the doldrums sort of about yeah. ten years ago, and uh, Paddy, who's our first team manager, actually played in the same team, first team as Richie back in the day, sort of thing. But he took the bull by the horns and decided we're going to build this first team up and we're going to do something and we're going to carry this club forward. And, you know, we have a good committee and everyone working well in the background. And obviously we're getting a reward here, but, you know, this, and, is, and, this is the sort of company we want to keep, you know. <laughs> and Richie, coming to you, because obviously the, the opportunity to, to draw a big club doesn't come along too often. But, you know, as part of a committee, as part of a relatively small club, the, yeah. They'll get into the fifth round of the Irish Cup. It, it, it's it's life-changing for, for clubs like this. It, it really is. You know, I mean, I'm not long hung up my boots. I'm going to say that. I've hung them up about six times. But I straight away, <laughs> I thought about Paddy McCrory, who I played football with, our current first-team manager. And straight away, I'm thinking about the players, the first-team players. This is, a, this is why you play football, to play against the best teams. And as I say, it's an event, life-changing event for them as well. They're going to, they're going to be... So proud of the town, their family's going to be so proud of them. It's going to be, going to be incredible. So coming from a player's mentality, straight away I thought that, and then again heavily involved in the committee and what all the hard work was on behind there. The founder members of the club are still heavily involved in the committee, and for me this is a testament, and you know an absolute celebration for them to see where the club has where it's come from and where it's went to. And, so and it's obviously, a good stead for the future. And obviously, the last couple of years with COVID-19 has really hurt so many clubs. How have your club kind of rallied and been so resilient throughout? Well, <laughs> well you know, there's an awful lot of work going on behind the scenes, you know. Um, you know, we, we did get the support from the government and everything else. You know, obviously, we, we invested heavily in the club in 2016, 2017. We put in a new 3G facility in place down at our ground and everything else. Like, you know, and that all has to be paid for. <laughs> but uh, obviously, COVID strikes, uh, and suddenly there's no income and everything else. So we, we have had financial support from the local councils and everything else, you know, and uh, that's been well received and, and that, that's helped keep, keep things ticking over. But uh, even through COVID, uh, you know, the clubs continued to grow. Interest was, was always there. You know, we've actually gone from a membership in 2016 of about 150 kids, where now we have, we have 250, you know, and we have, um, you know, coming out of COVID, we've developed uh, four girls teams, an over 35 team, you know, you know, it hasn't held us back, but it's like that, you know, we've continued to grow. So. Absolutely, and we're, we're constantly chasing sponsorship, you know, which is always, we, we, we do need that, we do get the support from local businesses. Local businesses support us, and we support local businesses. And that's the sort of mantra that we that we that we share. And I certainly share it on on the, the, the social media aspects and just getting people on board and getting them part of the Oxford Sunnyside family. So it is difficult, and there is a lot of wheels being turned in the background, you know, to try and keep it keep it ticking over. Of course, Oxford Sunnyside, formerly known as Oxford United, not the English team, of course. But no. <laughs> uh, but but, uh, but it's it's a really interesting story, isn't it? I mean, you're you're the, the first team uh, in the history to win a record seven IFA Junior Cups. Uh, currently, this season, third in the league as the as the time of recording of this, eight wins, one draw, and one loss. Uh, your last win was that one no win. I think it was against Bourneview Mills, where I've, I've recorded down here. What has your season been like in the Intermediate yeah, League? And yeah. Just give us a little bit of a flavour as to what life in the Intermediate League is all about. Uh, well, it, it, it's, it's, it's a highly competitive league. You know, uh, they're, they're all fit guys. And obviously, you know, we're a decent side. You know, we're, 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 we've obviously achieved a lot in the Cup this year. But, but uh, I would consider us one of the top two, three teams in our league as well. You know, Bally uh, McCash Rangers... Uh, look to be a bit stronger than the rest of the league at the moment, but uh, that win on Saturday against Bournemouth was a very, very good win because uh, they were ahead of us in the league, and I think you know that has sort of flipped the league and has put us back up in second. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, highly competitive, training twice a week these guys, and uh, you know we go away confident every week. You know that we, that we can get a result, but you know if you don't turn up on a Saturday, you lose. So that's pretty much the bottom line. You know, I think our first team manager was the first one to admit that we have won games in recent times ugly, which is a sign of a good team as well. We're, we're digging deep sometimes. We're not meant to be in the best of our ability, but coming away with a victory. And we're relying on the experience of players like Peter McCann, you know, has played in the Irish League for a long, long time. 
his experience as well. You know, he brings that little bit of craft. Yeah. You know, and that stands out on a Saturday, and he, he's bringing the young squad with him, and yeah, bringing them to Windsor Park on the eighth of January, which is <laughs> you. You brought the real. What it's all about. You know? <laughs> you brought up a really good uh, point there because I was wanting to talk to you about some of the players that are involved with Oxford Society and you brought Peter McCann there. His Irish league experience is going to be so invaluable. But can you talk to us about some of the other players that getting many neutrals should maybe keep an eye on when the two teams meet at, at Windsor Park? Well, just the, the first one that jumps to mind is uh, Dacky McVeigh or Daclan McVeigh. Now, I coached at the club for a long, long time and I coached Dacky from, from a young kid. You know, until he was 16, he went and played for various other Irish league teams, and now he's back playing for his for his home his home team again. And Dacky very much <laughs> is the aggressor. He's the fittest man in the field, and you know, as as a coach and as, as a fan now, uh, very proud to see him kicking on and and, and succeeding. So for me, Dacky will want to stand out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Keenan Skelton would play centre half for us. He's he's a, he's a cultured footballer. You like, you know, he's sort of a. Uh, Sort of, uh, what do you call him? Van Dijk? No, 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 I wasn't thinking of Van Dijk. Uh, <laughs> I was actually thinking of it going back a bit further. I was actually thinking of Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> he's that type of player, you know, a centre half, comes out with the ball, can find a pass, you know, he's a good footballer. I hope we're not giving away too many secrets no, here. There's no reason to feel this. Anybody else? Aaron Rodgers? Sorry. I, I, I think it's really interesting to just see and just hear you just guys talking about some of the dynamics there at Oxford. And, you know, obviously this tie against Linfield, I mean, you're playing against the defending champions. They obviously won the Irish League last year. This is the freest of hits, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And for that reason, it's cup football. And we all, as I said before, you know, that's why we play football. We play football to play against the best teams, the best players. And ultimately we'll come away... We learn a whole lot. A whole lot. We get a leveling of you know seeing where we need to be, where we need to go. To, you know, on the field and off the field, we're going to get to walk, see the background, see what goes on in the background as committee members, and you know, set sets a precedence for us to you know to aim for that stuff. Ninety nine times out of hundred, Linfield will blow us off the park. You know, but there's always that one chance. And if you, if you don't bring hope with you, but if you go to play these games, you know anything can happen in a game of football. You know, so so we go with hope, and we go we go with. Quality as well, you know. So you know, I, I believe we can we can have an impression on the game, and we can give Linfield a match like, you know. But uh, let's just I mean, see what happens then, you know. I mean, I'm based in Scotland, and I had to look on Wikipedia to have a little bit of an idea as to what Oxford Surrey side was and was about. And you know, it's it's. I'm sure many other people who are even involved in the Irish League will have not known maybe as much as they probably will do off the back of this game. And that must give you guys a little bit of heart in some respects. It gives you guys an opportunity to put your club on the map. Absolutely, and and thank you for doing what you're doing because that's one that's part of the process. You know, you're coming out and helping us celebrate us. And that, I mean, again, coming from my role in the club at the minute, it's it's hard work. You know, you have to keep yourself on the front foot and keep yourself in the peripheral. You know, keep making sure everybody's on board and with you and celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. For all mm-hmm. the negativity that's happened with COVID, etc., it's important that we keep everybody, you know, everybody's head up. And we, we're trying to be that hub, that hub, that community, that family, that uh, you know everybody can come in and support and, and you know, enjoy and celebrate. Yeah, Brad you're, Brad, you're in Scotland and, and you didn't know anything about Oxford Sunnyside. Even Haley was interviewed after the draw. And he didn't know anything <laughs> about Oxford Sunnyside. You know, so. <laughs> well, I wish I, I wasn't the only one, so that's uh, really, really good to know. <laughs> Have you guys I'm followed... Sure... Oh, God. Sorry, I was, I was, no, I was just I... going to say, I'm sure he knows something about us now. I'm sure he helps put his research and you know what? exactly who Oxford Sunnyside are when it comes to the 8th of January. Well, I certainly will do if you were to go to Windsor Park and pull off the, the ultimate of cup upsets. But obviously, Linfield have lost games in the Irish Cup in the past. And obviously, Queen's University very famously beat them a, a few years ago. Do you look at that result and think, they could do it? Why can't we? Absolutely. Again, I'm, I'm a romantic. Um, you know, anything can happen in cup football. It's a, it's, a one, it's a one-off occasion. You know, Lady Luck can shine. The guys have a have a stormer. Linfield have a stinker. I mean, the, the reason I you say know, all you can do is I mean, the reason I say that is because we always talk about the improbable. I mean, you look at Leicester winning the Premier League. Nobody saw that coming. And I just yeah. think now, even though there is the the smallest of chances, there's still a chance. 
exactly, exactly. That. that's why we love this game Grant. That, that's what that's what takes us out the door every saturday morning you know you know there's always a chance you know, and there's always an underdog and there's always a chance you know yeah. And that'll be the motivation for the players, as you said. They can just go and apply themselves and be the best version of themselves. And, you know, what will be, will be. You know, go out and enjoy the occasion, but ultimately, you know, give it give it 100%. What have you made of Linfield so far this season? Because as we've been recording this, they are back at the top of the, the Irish Premiership. They've just beat Balamina in the league. Uh, they had a bit of a tricky period in the season, but they seem to be really finding their feet uh, coming into the, the business part of the season. Absolutely. Uh, speaking to Brian before we came on camera, I had said that we don't keep our eye on the Irish League much because the club we're looking after is all consuming. You know, you can sort of look beyond your own league. But yep. obviously, Linfield, you know, they are, they are a giant in the, in, the, in the game here in Northern Ireland. And you only expect that from them. You know, they're going to be pushed by Glentorn. They're going to be pushed by Lauren with money coming in. and trying to, But, you know, there's no, there's no doubt of their quality and the players they have attracted and the players they do attract. And speaking about players they've attracted, I just want to say Shane Lavery, who played for Oxford Sunnyside previously as a kid, went to Linfield and has since moved on to Black to Blackpool. So Linfield, oh, wow. Linfield kind of know who we are. And some, and if, you know, if David Healy doesn't, at least at least there, there's a scouting system out there that that, that picks the the best well, of players to you know to progress. So. Well, that is fantastic. I certainly had no idea that Shane started there. So that's something new for me, yeah, which, yeah. Is, uh, which is very pleasing to, to know. I mean, going to Windsor Park, the National Stadium, that will be an absolutely phenomenal day in itself, won't it? Because, yes, Linfield are a quality side, but, but going to the Windsor Park and, and playing in the National Stadium, that will be some day. Yeah, yeah you know... Uh... Generally, our Saturdays are spent, you know, traveling to small little grounds where you're standing in the cold and everything. To, 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 to go to Windsor, flush surroundings, yeah. um, to be treated like Lawrence, probably, you know, as well. And, and then I think the football to look forward to, like, you know, it's, it's certainly the best day in, in, in my history of Oxford Sunnyside that, you know, um, I, I, we're really looking forward to it. And it's really... the, the, vibe, the vibe is absolutely wild you know that the parents are contacting me directly just trying to arrange travel to the game and looking to know how how best we can we can celebrate it and get on with it you know so there's definitely a real buzz around the club and a buzz a buzz around the town which with the christmas break coming up and stuff we're, we're maybe missing a little window of opportunity if it had been you know earlier later in the season or, or earlier in the season where we could have mm-hmm. got out and around the town and, and you know maybe chased down more businesses and chased out more support and you know built it up but it's very much that vibe's there, and we're looking forward to again just counting the days and get Christmas out of the road so we can go and go to go to the national stadium and play some football. Important that the government don't put any restrictions on us now between now. Well, I was I was I was going to. I was going to come on to that because uh, I'm just reading Stephen Beacom's latest tweet to this we're recording this on the 22nd of uh, December. Uh, today, the Northern Irish executive decided on no new restrictions for Northern Irish sport. Means the December 27th games could go ahead with crowds. Uh, the other executive committee will review sporting events again on December the 3rd. Fans have been advised to wear masks at games and take lateral flow tests before attending. That is as we know it at the moment. How hopeful are you that fans can get to the game at Windsor? And if they can, how much better will that be for you guys as an experience? I think it's valuable. It's, it's invaluable that all our fans that want to go can go. Again, the support, the, you know, seeing the kids... The kids are now aspiring to play a senior football, you know, from nine years of age right to reserve team level. We have kids that can now have a platform to aspire to. And to see these guys that they, they do come out and cheer on on a Saturday night playing on a bigger stage in a bigger stadium, you know, it ticks it on more. It gives, it gives them, it increases that, that will and want in the, in the kids and knowing that they've got, you know, there's, there's somewhere to go. It's not, not everybody's going to get to the top, but we're creating, we're, we're bringing our, our, Senior level football certainly to, to the to the top as much as possible, yeah, and creating yeah. that platform. But maybe Brian will talk about this. But it's also a shot in the pocket for us as well, which you know you have it has to be it has to be said. We do need financial yeah, support yeah. as a club to succeed, and and this is a bolt out of the blue, which you know is, hopefully will will generate a few pounds, but ultimately will you know generate that. Yes, uh, I got, got an email during the week to let me know that there was prize money in the Irish Cup. And uh, that, that this is something that's completely foreign to me. Prize <laughs> money, for, for, unbelievable. 
is dat de level van Freude Sales? Yeah. You know, but, but actually, there, there is this prize money paid by AFA for getting this far in the Irish Cup. So uh, that was nice. That was nice to read. And, you know, obviously, you know, it's a life for of us all here. Like, you know, you know, as you mentioned, with COVID and everything else, you know, it's, it's a constant fight to stay on top of things, to stay on top of bills, to keep everything moving forward, you know. So, so, so yes, financially, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, 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 it's well deserved, but, but we're very grateful to have it as well. I want to, to kind of head towards wrapping things up, but I want to just actually ask about the social aspect of Oxford Sunnyside Football Club because obviously we all play the games on the on the Saturday and, it, and, it, and it's great to, to have that competitive aspect as well. But as you guys mentioned at the very beginning there, there's a real community spirit there and there's a real committee feel, there's a real tight-knittedness there. What activities go on at the club to try and help you guys get a little bit of revenue and support? Well, Brian runs the, the little stores. Brian would, uh, on a Sunday morning, he gets the kids together, the, the under sixes effectively, you know, and, and that gets the parents involved. And, and then we, 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 I heard you on your previous podcast talking about uh, mini soccer or grassroots football and GDC football. So we facilitate that on a Saturday as well. We're looking for opportunities to, to, to run events, you know, whether it's uh, fun days or whatever. We're very much consumed with football on the junior side of things on the senior side of things on match days really is the only opportunity throughout the season that you'll be able to you know have people back sell teas and coffees etc you know mm-hmm. and get some revenue but ultimately then you're 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 looking at uh, local businesses to come support your match balls support support the game you know look for man of the match awards and whatnot so again with covid this has been the most difficult thing trying to generate the revenue yeah, I feel like I'm crying here. I'm crying poverty. I'm really not. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, reality. it's just the reality we live in. We live in. But yeah, the, 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 we do have our own ground. We own our own ground. We have our own training facility. So the club itself, the ground itself, is very much a hub. So the kids all train in that facility next door to the full set, the, the pitch and stuff. You know, so obviously that has to be funded and paid for as well. But McDonald's, who sponsored us locally, uh, we actually have a guy working for McDonald's. Uh, Gareth Moore, Moore. he's a he's a a manager for McDonald's and a regional manager here. He's now also coaching for the club. So his Mm -hmm. kid plays grassroots football. He's now in coaching for the club as well. So you know we've people from from all over the town helping out and getting involved because we have that hub. I think it helps a lot. You know having that absolutely having the hub. But yeah, that 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 was a big a big progression over the past ten years. You know, ten years ago. The ground was it was only there for senior football, and the kids were all playing football all over the all over Lurgan, all over the town. And then uh, we put this DG facility in place in 2017-ish. And since then, all the kids now flock to that grammar, and as you said, it's a it's a football hub for for everyone. And you know that's helped us grow. You know it has helped get that connect from the kids to the seniors as well. You know, and ultimately that was why um, there was a time whenever it was Oxford United and Sunnyside FC and. Uh, we, we amalgamated the name and became Oxford Sunnyside FC, and that was about amalgamating the teams as well, uh, amalgamating everything so that we were one football club as such. That, you know, so. it, it's, fantastic. it's fantastic to just hear how the, the, the two clubs merge, and also just hear about the, the hub, as you say, of everything that's going on there. And I hopefully my viewers and, and listeners listening to this discussion are being able to, to understand how some of these intermediate cl- clubs are, are made up. And it certainly is an education yeah. for me, and I'm sure it's a, an education for many of my listeners as well, because I think that's very important. Two questions before we wrap this up. The, the first question is this. Obviously, the intermediate league we, we've talked about, what can Oxford Sunnyside aspire to do with the Intermediate League and associated cups out with the Irish Cup this season, do you think? What's the targets? Well, our ultimate, our ultimate goal is, uh, you know, if, if we win our Intermediate League, uh, we would go into a playoff then with the chance to go into the Irish League, win the Nipple League, so uh, a, a Championship 2 level. And ultimately, that's where we want to go. We, 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 but we don't want to take giant steps and not have the structure in place behind that to sustain it, you know. So, so us as a committee, we're trying to sustain, put, put something in place so that the, the first team as such can grow and lift the club up and, and then the, the playing these Dash League games uh, every week rather than just a, <laughs> in a one-off cup yeah. game, like, you know. But ultimately, we have the facilities, we have the crowd. We just need the infrastructure in behind that. And, uh, and, and if our first team continues to grow the way it's grown in the last three, four years, 
I don't see any reason why we can't in five mm-hmm. years find ourselves as a nipple team and and then you know, push on from there, you know, the ones you're out there, you, you know, you push on to play with in the elite leagues with the Ben Adams and, and Fields and Crusaders of the world, like, you know. So, so we're we're ambitious if nothing else, like you know, but and uh, you know, so we we're both involved. Yeah. There's a lot of other people involved as well in the background working to try and lift the club to that sort of level. We want to be there every week, you know. Absolutely. And in fairness, our, our, our first team management, you know, Paddy himself is, is a young, ambitious manager, not long retired himself, and, you know, is relatable with the players and, and has his own drive, his own goals, and the club fully supports that. So, you know, we just want to, we want to support him, but we want to have the right infrastructure to make sure we, we kick on and, and remain on. You know, we don't want to, you know, kick. Yeah, we, we, we know plenty of stories of teams that have uh, made the big push on, on you know, at, Leeds United, there's one made the big push, got into Europe, got the semi-finals, the Champions Leagues, and then it all falls apart, you know. Yeah, you know? it's all it's long <laughs> it's long term development, and I love the yeah, way that you guys are yeah, yeah, the guys yeah. are keeping your feet on the ground, and I think that has to be very respected by by many people. And my last question to you both is this: If you did, or if the club Oxford Surrey side were to cause a massive upset and beat Linfield in the Irish Cup, how would you celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one or two pints of Smithwick's. Uh, I can uh, say it would be difficult to find the rest of January. <laughs> I a, few, a few phone calls from a few wives looking about where we're Absolutely. Where we Absolutely. <laughs> we'll certainly stay in Belfast that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, fellas, uh, Richie and Brian, it's been great to chat to the both of you. I want to wish Oxford Sunnyside all the best, not just for the game against Linfield, but the rest of your season and just over the next while and, and forever as a club, because it's great to hear these stories of the intermediate clubs and how they are settled into the Irish league structure. I would love to see your development and progression over the next while, because it's great to see hardworking people putting in their heart and soul into a club uh, of any size, but especially at this level. So I thank you very much for giving me the time to, to chat with you guys and you give it the time to chat to me. And I want to wish you guys and everybody associated all the best for that game against Linfield. Thanks very much for your time. Well, listener, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Campbell's Footballs. I hope this podcast was just what the doctor ordered. If you want to listen to previous shows or look out for future shows, follow Campbell's Footballs on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to other podcasts. You can also follow the show on Facebook at Campbell's Footballs. Search for me, StatoG91 on Instagram or other social media channels. But until then, until next time, I hope you enjoyed the crack and enjoy Campbell's Footballs. What a dangerous night!